0: Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice.
1: Hello and welcome to... I think we might be on episode 34 or 35 of You, Me and the GP. Thank you all for leaving your reviews and giving us your feedback. The questions really are stacking up here now, so it's wonderful that uh, we don't have to um, go looking for them, making our lives a bit easier. Mark, howdy doody. I'm good,
2: I'm good. One little please. More exercise questions, more fitness questions because I should are doing a lot of work on this podcast,
1: yeah that's right yeah <laughs> you, you, you if we were paid by the word I tell you what we, we you'd be you'd be laughing but uh There we go. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Nice, quiet time for me. And then I can learn tons like everybody else's as well. And uh, maybe just ask a few questions uh, along the way. But, yeah, guys, exercise questions. We did this last time. I think we had a load then, didn't we? And then it was like me for an episode or whatever. But, yeah, all good. Take it as they can. Take it as they can. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And, okay, First question, if everybody's comfortable, let's go. Hi, I had a baby seven weeks ago and I can't stop sweating. Is this normal? Lisa, so this is uh, for you, sir. I wouldn't touch this with a barge pole.
2: (laughs) Do you think it's normal,
1: sweating after pregnancy? Depends on the situation. I inquire some basic uh, things, yeah. but uh, no, I've got a wife and she's been pregnant. and She didn't necessarily sweat overly. Um,
2: it's, it, it's actually really common.
1: Common. There we go. There we go. And you re- you know really that common. because it's your job. Because yeah, of we, yeah. We,
2: people often come in and say, "I'm sweating at night. I can't get. What's going on?" And it's basically when you're pregnant, you fill up with fluid. Right. I mean, the more you fill up with fluid, the more you get in a sweat, and your, your body gets rid of it. Obviously, it pees it out, but it also sweats it out as well. Uh, and it, it's all to do with the fact that your estrogen, which is hugely high when you're pregnant, just goes through the floor. Right. And right. So, um, you'll you get this getting rid of all this fluid, and you sweat it, you pee it, and it actually lasts longer if you breastfeed because right. it produces you, you actually slow your lowering of estrogen goes down lower. Yeah, slower, I mean. Okay. So, um, yeah, sweating's really common. Can you do anything about it? Yeah, you can drink more water. I know it sounds daft. You're sweating, drink more water. But if you drink more water, it actually makes it sort of go slower, if you see what I mean. So drink plenty of water. The only thing you've got to worry about, if you are sweating and you're, you've just been pregnant, take your temperature, because you shouldn't have a temperature, all right? If you've got a temperature, you may have an infection. So don't think you know, you're sitting there sweating, sweating Itself off, when you actually got an infection when you think it's just the water coming out. No, mm-hmm. if you've got any, if you've got a temperature, it's not just the the sweating of getting after pregnancy. So it only lasts a couple of weeks, but maybe two, maybe three weeks. As I say, yeah. with breastfeeding, it lasts a bit longer. So just keep your fluids and lightweight clothing. Keep yourself cool, and it will go away. It's not an illness.
1: Oh, brilliant! Uh, fantastic. And the the tip there about not getting it uh, mixed up with an infection, I think, is always a good um, thing it's to good. have. These like you know, we, we've got a thermometer at home and these, these things are really useful to have around the house. And um, Mark will, will tell you, but little warning signs, you know, if you go one or two degrees above 37, Mark, is that right? If you above 37, you
2: start thinking about Yeah,
1: exactly. You start thinking about getting to see the doctor and yeah, all this. 30, so yeah, literally, yeah. guys, if it's going up one degree above that, it's the 40 is like, you know, you're going to be like dying and stuff like that. So... 37 is normal if it goes up one degree you go and see somebody about it and see what's going on Um, um, so uh, yeah these little uh, red flags I think you'd call them mark for for really um, good because sometimes people get confused between what they've got and what they think they've got okay next question hi Mark and Rich I'm 43 years old and I've just had a medical with my company and I have a cholesterol. Oh, we've asked for these. I have a cholesterol of 5.9 and a sugar of 7.5. I have been told to make an appointment with my doctor, but I feel fine apart from some bloating. We've had kind of one of these before. I mean, this has happened before. <laughs> I am fairly overweight and I don't do any exercise apart from the stairs and work. Do I need to see my doctor or am i wasting time oh this is a bit different uh, to the last one but you this is again this is your um the, yeah. fi- the figures there the, the total cholesterol just at a glance it doesn't seem ridiculous knowing from the history of cholesterol normal used to be 6.1 then it went 5.1 then it's now it's 4.1 or below or whatever so and then i think the sugar is up uh, around um, normal as well. So the figures mean, I'd say normal, so I'd probably be wrong. What would you say? I'd say
2: stick to, stick to doing physical therapy, I would.
1: So go and... <laughs> so uh, uh, exit... Yeah, you'd yeah, sit, that's what you'd say to me, yeah, stick to the yeah, training. Yeah, like, don't, don't give up
2: your day job, thanks,
1: Matt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, cheers. The important thing about this test is, yeah. Uh, not
2: worried about the class, but if the sugar is a fasting sugar, if it was a Oh, that's the
1: first sugar, question, of course, fasted or unfasted. yeah.
2: She's diabetic.
1: Right, so if She's that's fast. a fasted, yeah, okay, of course. Yeah. So if that's so, a fasted blood sugar, that's way too high. Yeah,
2: it's way too high. Like, right. If it's not a fasting sugar, it, she could have had, a, you know, a, a bacon, buttery, and, and an orange juice in the morning yeah. and then go out the test, and her sugar would be high. If you or I did that, our sugar would be high. Yes, so yes. The first thing you need to know, is that a fasting sugar? If it's not a fasting sugar, she needs a fasting sugar, okay? So, yes, I mean, she... It, Having that, and if she had fasted, she'd definitely see a doctor. Mm. If she hasn't fasted, she probably still needs to see someone or have a fasting sugar. Now, most of these tests are not by the sort of occupational health or by the private medical insurance. They're not fasting. That's it's what like, I
1: was thinking. That's why, I yeah, because yeah. you walk in and you <laughs> just have it done in work you, while you sat there That's and you might have just had lunch and all that sort of stuff. I'm just yeah. creeping yeah. my way out of that. Uh, so, okay, that, so... Yeah. What would your advice yeah, okay. should so, she should she go and see a doctor or uh,
2: it depends Look, if, she, if if
1: so if so it wasn't doctor. fasted, then so she has add food and that's just a non fasted reading yeah,
2: it means nothing so she should she needs a fasting reading because right follow it up with a fasted reading uh, right. as far as the cholesterol goes. If she's only got the cholesterol, and needed a a pinprick cholesterol, which is 5.9, it's completely and utterly meaningless. And waste, waste the
1: fucking time, too.
2: Yeah, exactly. She may, to be fair to her, she may have all the other reasons, but only wants to give us that one reading. Oh. But she, you need, to make any sort of sense of it, you need your LDL, HDL, and triglycerides, as, as I've stated before. So, Mate, yeah. there's
1: personal trainers out there, no offence and all that sort of stuff. I used to do the cholesterol testing myself uh, about yeah. 15 mm-hmm. years ago, mind. Sure. but free cholesterol tests and all this sort of stuff. And as you say, they are then not knowing if, what they're actually, the the data that they're looking at sort of thing. So, you know, get it done properly if you're going to have any of these yeah, tests so and these companies are bloody just doing a lot of this stuff covering their ass, So, in my opinion. But there we go.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would suggest that she actually does go to a doctor because she's obviously worried about this. Because she, if she doesn't go and have the proper tests... She's actually not going to know whether she's coming or going. Like, well, I had a high cholesterol and high sugar. Am I diabetic? Have I got problems with my cholesterol? She's not going to know. Mm. Or she could pay and have it done somewhere else. Mm. But, I mean, if you, it's easy enough. Those two tests are dead easy. The doctor would do it, and it wouldn't be a problem. Two-minute job.
1: And, and just on the fact you saying that you're overweight and you don't do any exercise, like, you know, get cracking, like, you know, do something, go for a walk or a cycle or swim and stuff. And, um, you know, if you're overweight, try and... You know, get on the, our 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 site and, and on the on the blog and crack on with one of the diets or the paleo plans or one of the recipes or whatever. But uh, you know, being overweight uh, and not exercising—general indicators. Just do do something definitely. You know, you will feel better. You don't have to go to the gym or go crazy. But anyway, uh, next question, Mark. Okay. Um. Hi. I've suddenly developed a lump behind my right knee, which hurts when I kneel down. I have slightly dodgy knees from r- rugby, though. I have uh, I have slightly dodgy knees from rugby, though. I have s- long since stopped playing. I'm fifty-three. I'm not sure what it is. I got a, like a a guess, but I'd refer it on to out go, right. go, uh, go for your
2: guess. Go on.
1: Big assist.
2: Yeah, spot on. It's got a, it. I mean. Okay, what's a what's a Baker's cyst is the first thing. It, it's a basically uh, usually it's a little, what's called a bursa, which is uh, a fluid-filled sac that's usually inside your joint. That's yeah. come out behind your knee. All yeah. right. Yeah. Now they're, they're usually associated with problems with the knee, either tears in the um, cartilage or ligament injuries or worn-out cartilages. That's where your bone broth comes in. Um, yes.
1: Good. Nice link.
2: So basically you go you go you go to the doctor and he says, Yes, you've got to a bake assist. Now well, what do you do about it is the thing. I mean most of the time they first of all how do you diagnose it and if you've got a lump going in your knee the quickest way to diagnose it is get a, very, a, a small torch stick it on this on the on the lump and see if it lights up like a light bulb if it lights up like a light bulb it's a cyst that's like with anything if you've got a cyst in your testicle or a cyst on your knee or anything if you stick a, a pinprick light on it and it lights up the whole thing lights up then it's a fluid filled cyst. So oh that's
1: cool so if you stick a, stick a, um, a light on the,
2: on, on the back of his knee, and if it lights up, he's got a baker's cyst. When you say
1: like a light, you've got doctor's lights and stuff now, but people are told, <laughs> it's, 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 like it's a torch.
2: A little, little torch. So those little ones micro lights.
1: Right, a little it's, micro light or whatever. Light, it's uh, kind of I, a, <laughs> a small point at the end. It's no good having a slight shining a
2: big torch on it, because it won't work. You've got to have it so you can just have the light going in in a small point, and then you'll yes. light up around it.
1: Okay. Right. Wow, that's a really cool um, little so, l- home test you can do. I love it.
2: Yeah. So yeah, that's the first thing. Yeah. You could you you tell if it's a basis by doing that. Um, now, what can you do about it? Well, basically, you can you can you can take some anti-inflammatories with my help. But it doesn't really do a lot of good. You've got to get rid of the actual problem that's causing the the, the knee pain. So, the knee injury, in other words, the meniscus or the cartilage or the collagen all going. So, you really need to go and see someone. And okay. if, he, if he played rugby, he's probably got no cartilages left. They're probably all worn out. Mm. So, he needs to go and get that sorted out. And last resort, if it's not any of that, you could actually inject it with, um, with uh, have it drained, injected with steroid, or have it cut out if it, if nothing else works.
1: But
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a, it's very like a lump underneath knee. It can be a, d- a deep vein thrombosis, but you get a lot more swelling than you do with a baker cyst, and it's mm. much more um uh, vague. The swelling a baker cyst is actually just a, it's like a lump behind your mm. knee, and obviously if you if you kneel on it, it hurts because of the pressure. So I would um I expect it's a baker cyst. He needs to go and see someone because yes. something to do about his knees.
1: I've heard of people. Sports people getting them drained
2: and
1: that. It? It's a waste of time. You get them drained, they come back. They just feel re, re- back. It, okay. re- it. Well, it's but so sports crazy. people remember now they're having them done so they can carry on doing that's stuff just to get through to next Saturday or yes, whatever. So that's the reason. So that's not like for normal humans, obviously. Yeah. Cool. But if,
2: if if a sports bus, they also eat. These are sorted out. Yeah, the
1: underlying. Um, um, yes. So uh, it's the
2: same as if you have a, a housemaid's knee or if you have the old, what's called beat elbow, which is a yeah. swelling on your, on your elbow and a swelling on your knee. They're the same mm-hmm. thing. They're both bursitis, they're both yeah, inflammation. Patella, of same yeah. thing. Pemmingham drain is a waste of time. They'll just come back.
1: Cool. That's uh, a a good thing, and, unless you're playing on Saturday and then it's a really Absolutely. useful. Uh, <laughs> the, thing, the, night the, the things these players do these days to to get to uh, uh, the games and that. Are you ever involved in having to give any injections to rugby players and pain killing and and things like that, or have you done any sports stuff like that, Mark? We, do, we used to we used to do the
2: rugby teams, the local rugby teams in the in the, the, the village, but. I don't do anything like that now because it's it's extra time to do away from you know, my my actual work. So yeah. no, I don't do any. I don't do any. Apart from the patients who come into the surgery, I don't do anything. I don't do any um, sports medicine as such. I mean, some of my mates do. One of them's the GP for the scarless and that sort of thing. But I'm I'm not interested in doing. No, no, it's
1: not uh, it's your so, personal, no, no, no.
2: I'm more into the, the, the actual things like diabetes and uh, illnesses that you can treat. Yeah. It's not some clown going off and bungee jumping on his knee. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. the it's, it's un, un, You
1: can pay for that. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I, I've, you know, I've had plenty of opportunity. I've worked in, in sport and uh, I, I, I didn't really like it, to be honest. And um, <sighs> it's... I'd rather be with my over-40s than my over-50-year-old sort of thing. That's where I have the best fun and that's what I enjoy and that's... Yeah, so... Sport, if you, like, love football or you lo- Like, I do love rugby. If someone comes from the WRU or is listening, by the way, like, I'll work for free, okay? But uh, other than that, like, I work for professional football teams and stuff and, yeah, uh, it I... Because I want a football person and, like, if you're not into that sport, it's just... Yeah, it's just not enjoyable and if it's not enjoyable it's not worth uh, doing it, uh, for me so cool um, tangent right next thing last is it uh, nine, ten, last question for this episode and a good one a very um, current thing that's going on hi Rich and Mark I keep hearing from the girls in work that fruit is not good for you anymore I always thought it was healthy can you and Mark please help me, us, clear this one up. Thanks, Sue54. Okay, so... start Bit of a debate going... Yeah, you can start. I've written an article about it, all about this question actually on the blog before we recorded the show. So, but yeah, you crack on with what you advice would you would give uh, to that. And it's obviously, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same as mine. Basically, it all depends
2: on your weight. If you are overweight, fat, uh, unhealthy then you know, the fruit we have these days is basically sugar. It's full of fructose. And fructose is, is like alcohol without the good bits. In other words, it doesn't make you drunk. So it's <laughs> metabolized the same way as
1: alcohol. Oh, I've never heard it described as that. Well, it's, that's it's, fantastic. It, Brilliant. It is. Yeah, good.
2: But it's, it's metabolized the same way. I yeah. mean, so basically, if you drink fruit, fruit juice is even worse. But if you eat fruit... And you are overweight, it will make you fatter. Simple as that. If you wanna if you want to get your fruit and veg, your, your nine, ten, five, whatever how many it is a day, you want to eat vegetables to do that, right? To get to keep healthy, you eat vegetables. Obviously you need some fruit. I, my advice to people, if they're overweight, no more than two pieces of fruit a day or two handfuls of berries. If they're normal weight, I don't care how much fruit they eat, if they're normal weight. That's that's my bottom line, whatever.
1: Yep, that's pretty much the gist of it. And the only thing I can really add uh, to to that is I pretty much in the article said quantities um, yeah you can initially go for a ten to fourteen day period without any fruit um, and then reintroduce it you're not gonna die off all over or nothing but Long term, it does provide some really good vitamins, so as you say, berries are good. But what I pretty much give people on the article is the the best low-carb fruits, Mark. Sure, yeah, that's right. And I give them the, the worst high-carb fruits, so i just run through those. You've already said the berries, so I've got blueberries, raspberries, cherries, plums, grapefruit, and apple are all low-carb fruits with a glycemic index. Read the article for the explanation of that now. Um, the glycemic index is kind of below 40 or 50, 40, somewhere in the, in the 20s and, and, and low 30s, but they're all low glycemic index or low carb fruits. And then the worst ones, the worst offenders would be watermelon and cantaloupe melon. Honeydews are actually the okay or better of melons if you want a better melon. High carb, uh, fruits are banana, pineapple, grapes, and mangoes, okay? And they're like the kind of common ones that people do go for in this country. So uh, they'll all be in the show notes.
2: What's what's, what's
1: the uh, glycemic index of a banana? Uh, a glycemic index of a banana is only, I think, 64, 65 okay. or something like that. It's not ridiculous. So yeah, po- post-workout okay. is a good thing, you know? Um, yeah. But, but, but if
2: you look at the glycemic index of a Snickers bar, it's 44. There we go. Diner is more fattening than your stickers bar.
1: Wow, that's a really good example. Uh, <laughs> is a Snickers bar only 44? I must eat more, I mu- I must eat more of those. What are <laughs> what are, what are you encouraging people to do, uh, Mr. Daniels? Uh, good, good, there we go. Well, so, I, I use
2: that as a, to put things in perspective because things like bread are up in the 60s and 70s. Yes. So they're actually less healthy than a Snickers bar. Yeah, yeah. You when know, I tell people, you know, just cut down on their carbs, they can't believe it, you know. I say, yeah. well, not that Snickers bar is healthy. No, I'm no, no, saying,
1: but it's just, it's as you say, to Ill- illustrate the point, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so brilliant, and you've made some fantastic points there. Fruit has been compared to alcohol, and um, I hope people don't take these dishes literally. We're picking a piss here, guys. Um, and um, Snicker, Snicker, Snickers bars are better than bananas, but, no, but uh, it's true. yeah, mean, the, yeah. metabolised the same way as uh, ethanol uh, as yeah. alcohol. Yeah.
2: So you know, it is it is the same. Yeah. Except it hasn't got you know, it hasn't got the good bits. Yeah.
1: But don't misinterpret this to uh, like, kind of yeah. drink loads of food and eat loads of Snickers, you little buggers, <laughs> all right? Because <laughs> um, I'll have people coming to me, Mark, saying, hey, Rich, you said, uh, and uh, they'll they'll hold me to account on it. Um, so anyway, okay, guys, that's uh, great. If you want that full article, the link will be in the show notes on richard-clark.co.uk, along with anything else we've spoken about. So don't crash a car or do anything like that trying to sort of remember anything everything we've spoken about will be underneath plus now as well just to remind you we do put down the time each question is asked and what the question generally is so you can just skip to those points within the show if you like so there we go that's another one in in the can
2: Can can we have um when you speak as in the
1: show notes as well, when I speak, they can skip either me or you, depending on who they want to listen to. Yeah, of course, yeah, if they've got the uh their favourites and all that sort of stuff, yeah. 'Cause um um I bet be yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet people um uh, prefer to um your your posh uh, doctor's voice, uh, you know, all sexual stuff for some of these people, Mark. They'd be sitting there rub rub, <laughs> rub 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 rubbing lard on their nipples and stuff. Cool, right. My mind works in funny ways. Yeah, right, guys, that's enough. We're going off on a tangent. Love you lords, all that sort of stuff. We'll catch you next time. Mark, bye from me. And Bye from me.
0: You, Me and the GP radio show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose, treat or cure any disease. It is not designed to provide specific advice and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, We accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.